Well, hello and welcome to The Bright Side here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Uh, I am Joel Hunter and I'm here with my dad, Joel Hunter. And this is, uh, what's today? June 14th. 13th. 14th? I think it is 14th. You're right. You know how I know. Why? How? Uh, I woke up this morning feeling patriotic. I felt a little bit more, a little, I got just a a more of a thrill in my chest. There was a bald eagle outside my window. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, what's that? What do you got in your hands, Mr. Eagle? And he held slowly aloft the stars and stripes. Awesome. Yeah. And then it's just this gold, golden sunrise. It was, a, it was quite an important morning. Awesome. Yeah, I immediately got up and ate a pound of bacon and put on military fatigues. <laughs> and just I tried to think of every American thing I could do. Uh, flag day. Today's flag day, yeah. June 14th, every year. Flag Day, and uh, I I did not know that it was it was uh, known. I always a Flag Day to me was always the the semi made up holiday. Yeah. Like it'd be like yeah, and Flag Day, ha ha ha. Like yeah. it, like it was like the the made fun of runt of holidays. But it's it's a <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Um, my partner at at Hunter Vision, uh, Doctor Eubanks, he he went full. Bo- he had a pen and uh, a, a watch band. There was a flag, a flag Man. ribbon on his door. A man's a patriot. That's, what he, uh, just I'll tell you. Through and through. And I knew it <laughs> just because there's something, you know, just kind of a look of freedom in his eyes. But he really, he knew Flag Day without even being told. I did not. I, I only knew from mom's research. Uh, well, since 1777. <clears throat> 1777. Started huh? in 1777. Um, and, um, but it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's a lesser known holiday because we don't get it off. Yeah. I know? think that's, the, I think that really is where, where people are like, nah, this one's for real. We don't have to go to work. That's uh, right, and that's, that's so right. you've got you know you've got Columbus Day. I, I wonder if someday I wonder if they'll 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 change Columbus Day like if they'll change it so that you don't have that they, off, but you do have Flag Day. Yeah, off, you know because yeah. I know, they might clump it. They might clump it together. Yeah, you know yeah. they did they did that with President's Day. Uh, used to get Lincoln's and oh yeah, and, and they and put them together. Washington's birthday, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah so it's kind of a flag flag Columbus day, <laughs> and uh, he's, Columbus, he, you know, he's in he's been in hot water the last few years because uh, yeah. pe- people read some of his journals and they're yeah. like, well, I don't care for some of this stuff, <laughs> not one bit. Uh, but everyone likes the flag. 1777. So that would have been uh, Betsy Ross sewed the flag. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to make up a date uh, for the first time. But she didn't design the flag. Oh, she didn't. Everybody, it's a, it's a, a an old wives' tale that she One designed that I, I believe the flag. I, I was wrong. That's <clears> there really was a guy named Wilkinson, I think, that uh, designed the flag, but she sewed it. Dominique Hopkins. Hopkinson. Hopkinson. Thank you. Thank you. Pro- yep. Producer, producer Tom. Tom. He's on it. The man. The if, man. There's nothing this man does if, not know. If you ever find yourselves on Jeopardy and you yes, look over and Tom right. is next it's to you, Tom. surrender immediately. <laughs> Just for your for your far, that, final Jeopardy right. answer, draw a white flag and be like, Tom wins. Because that man knows some trivia. So uh, it's, uh, so it's uh, Hopkinson was yeah. the name from, from New Jersey, uh, which that was one of the early states. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then uh, I think everybody knows these factoids. You know, there's stars and yes. there's stripes. <laughs> I must say, You're in pretty safe can you, territory can you tell? <laughs> Flags can be made of cloth, other items. <laughs> uh, uh, you were saying that you read an article about that that uh, in the New York Times. It was just that there are, there are a lot of things that are proper flag etiquette that yeah. I just I yeah. did not know. Well, mostly it's for vet- veterans notice these things, but uh, um, they they said. 
in this article this morning in the New York Times, you know, you may be flying the flag, but you may be doing it wrong. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that kind of interested to me. <clears throat> and I was raised, you know, military family. The, there was such a profound respect for the flag. And, um, and there still is. And so, um, but one of the things they, they were saying a few things. First of all, <clears throat> if you have a ragged flag, you got to get rid of it because it's not respectful to fly a flag that's not in good shape. Hmm. And the way you get rid of it, you can't just throw it away. You've got, you have to burn it. Huh. That's, that's the only, that's the respectful way. And there's no particular way you have to burn it, but, um, but they said you have to burn it. And then I was curious as to, there's so many people who are wearing the flag now, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, I, 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 I think your mom got me um, a flag bathing trunks or something, huh. you know. And uh, so I thought, is that disrespectful? And and come to think of it, <laughs> you, you're a good man. You're a good man. <laughs> well, there's people have flag uh, yeah. flag flag ties and flag coats and yeah. You know, but only if it's made out of an actual flag hmm. is it disrespectful. Okay, well, I, that's that's reasonable. I did. I, mean, I, I thought so too. That's a, that's I reasonable. Did not know that the whole flag. I mean, I feel like not a lot of people know the flag burning thing. I mean, that you know, that's yeah. always talked about as like you know the most disrespectful thing you could do. But even more disrespectful to have a ragged one. Uh, yes. That's, yeah. That's really that's really interesting <clears throat> to know that. Um, I uh, I used to I used to raise the flag each day before uh, before school started yeah. in fifth grade yeah. in elementary school. I was. I don't like to mention this a lot just because, you know, the weight of the responsibility, it brings back a lot of memories. But I was the captain of the safety patrol. <laughs> Is that right? In fifth Were grade. you? Yeah. I didn't even make it. And my and my uh, my good friend, Monica Spirig, was the lieutenant. Uh, I was the captain, though. And uh, Not that you like to brag or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, not that I mention just... that to Monica every day. <laughs> Be like, uh, fetch my juice, please. <laughs> lieutenant? Uh, lieutenant, get in here. What's on the menu for this morning? Are we oh, raising the flag again? Okay. Uh, I was British for some reason in fifth grade. <laughs> yes. Very, <laughs> it a very proper fifth grader. <laughs> but... Uh, I the the main memory I have of that year, uh, besides uh, all the bigger kids ignoring all of my safety re- <laughs> requirements and crossing when I told them not to cross and stuff, and then threatening me. Uh, what I remember, <laughs> I was more skilled in the maths. Uh, so I, uh, uh, but I remember raising the flag one day. Um, you know, you do the whole thing. One would salute, and the other one would raise it, and uh, and I was raising it. And uh, it felt like, you know, a little little extra tension. I was like, uh, the, well, the gears must be a little caught up. And then Monica was like, ah! And I looked, and I had a giant chunk of her hair oh, no. in, the, in the pulley, like in the hinge part, oh. the, the, the beaner that held onto the flag. It was also on her oh, hair. No. And it took a good-sized chunk of her hair. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, God. And so uh, that, was, that was the main thing. Um, and, you know, what we had to do uh, later that evening when we had time, we burned Monica's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only respectful. I know. You see, you got to. I was like, I'm looking in the rule book here, Monica. It's what it and says. Got, I was like, it's what you, it says. Are you my lieutenant or are you my lieutenant? Uh, the safety patrol. Do you I, love your country or not? <laughs> I haven't uh, thought about that in such a long time. Boy, I wanted to be that because you just you got to wear uh, an orange. What now? Looking back, if I if I peer back into my memory, I realize now that the badges and the strap that went around your waist and across the thing across your chest with a little thing. Um, 
clearly that was made out of a like fabric that they that the PE coach must have sewed together because <laughs> at the time it seemed very professional. But looking back now, <laughs> not so much. I don't think those were regulation safety patrol badges. <laughs> I, I it was we were we were really uh, what do you call that? Those uh, that's a uh, uh, oh I'm, uh, this isn't this isn't good radio right here to try to think of where the where the police. Oh, I'm gonna think of it over break though. Okay, I can only think of. Cop town, cop. Well, you know, everybody had is. everybody had badges back in the day. We, we were raised with everybody had a sheriff's badge when mm -hmm. they were growing up, uh, and you knew all of the other badges were fake, but yours yeah. was real. Yours had some actual. This authority. is a real badge because yeah, because you got when you got it, you say to your mom and dad, "Now is this a real badge?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Oh yeah. Go out and arrest somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. That's like that's like those uh, those those pins that they they give the kids when they get off the plane and they they, they makes them a pilot. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the same type of thing. <laughs> um, so uh, that's uh, uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention about Flag Day was this uh, this fellow that I feel bad I did not know about the great Bernard J. Sigrand until today. Yes. Uh, but a real American hero, that guy. Yeah. He, we we pretty much have a flag day because of Bernard Sigrand. That's C.I. Grand. Uh, <laughs> That's so right. I, I think he was it could be the advocate Grand. called the father of flag day. Yeah, I loved what I loved this one thing, <laughs> that, like where it started, because it says uh, this this was uh, the first the first thing uh, that that where where it happened. It said uh, citizens. Uh, here it is. Bernard J. Sigrand, a school teacher from Wabaka, Wisconsin, held the first formal observance of Flag Day at Stony Hill School in 1885. And I just, I think that's so great because his student, he's like, students today is Flag Day. And they're like, what's that? He's like, I'm making it up. <laughs> that's right. Well, right? This, this is the inauguration right here at Stony right. Hill I School. I declare yeah. this Flag Day. <laughs> and it worked. It worked, yeah. I mean, I'm then telling he, like, you. He, he grew, he had, he had a movement behind him. Oh, and then yeah. he, and before long, it wasn't that much, it wasn't that much later that there was, uh, it was in, uh, 1894. So that would have only been nine years later. Over 300 public school students celebrated uh, Flag Day. Um, I don't understand this part in uh, across Chicago. I don't. Maybe he found Wisconsin wasn't patriotic enough, <laughs> no, he and he just was, he just crossed over to Chicago and was like, "How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who's here to join Bernard's movement?" Um, and then it was it was officially uh, it was officially made into Flag Day uh, in in. Uh, 1949 was when it was established by an act of, of Congress, mm -hmm. which was, and that was, so that was signed in by Truman, uh, who, uh, that Truman guy, he did, he did a lot of, he did a lot of impressive stuff. He had, well, and, but Woodrow Wilson, it says, made the, a proclamation establishing June 14th as flag day. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson, he's such a showboat though, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to, oh, trying trying to, to scoop Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm Dr. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, uh, I go to Princeton. <laughs> I, I lead the school. I'm <laughs> captain of Princeton. <laughs> that's, that's right. So we, uh, we have to go to break now. Uh, when we come back, we are super excited to uh, introduce you to today's guest, uh, who is a fascinating man, a hero to many. Uh, and we're going to be talking to him right after this break. <laughs> Welcome back to the bright side here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm raising my hands over my head. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do with really my hands. Excited. I really was. I just realized I was like, wee. Um, so we are uh, here today with this guest uh, who is, uh, I've always had this soft spot in my heart for the YMCA because uh, 
when I was when I was poor and in need, you know, uh, it, it, they they were the ones who who let me uh, take part in their in their programs and stuff. When I was in med school, I had just zero money, uh, but it was like real. It was like actual poor, where you're like yeah. you're buying um, rice, beans, and ramen. Those were the those were the staples. Um, and but the Y that was you know across the street from my house. They let me work out there for some insanely low thing. They worked with me. Um, just to everyone listening, they don't give away their things for free. I want to be clear on that. Uh, but for for people that need help, that's really what yeah. they do. They haven't really lost sight of their mission. Um, Pop, do you want to talk about today's guest? And you're do. the one who I knows you, I, you met him. Well, Dan Wilcox is the president and CEO of the YMCA of Central Florida, um, has been um, since uh, December 2014, but... Uh, he was a CEO, a COO before that, and has spent uh, 35, 35 years, years? thirty-five that, years with the Y. This is this is impressive, and and let me tell you why I I really thought it'd be great to have a Dan on because um, first of all I have like like Joel I have profound respect for the Y, um, and not just because of what it does in our community, but because of its worldwide uh, mission. <clears throat> I do a lot of traveling to other countries, and um, I told Dan, when when you go to China, there is such a profound respect for the YMCA in China. Now, this is Young Men Christians Association. That's what the YMCA stands for. Mm-hmm. And and But <clears throat> they have such a, a record of social service over there, uh, and you meet high officials. I was in many meetings with high officials, uh, especially people like the the— uh, the chairman of the of the China Christian Council or the president of the Three Self Patriotic Church, uh, and they'll hand you a card, and they have their title of of their um, position, but then they'll have um, and vice president of the YMCA of Shanghai or vice huh. president of the YMCA of of Xinjiang province or something like that, and you think, holy cow, this guy puts this right next to his title yeah. because he's so proud it's to position be of honor. associated with the YMCA. So anyhow, all of that to say, um, Dan, it's great to have you here tonight. Um, and I, and I am, am thrilled that um, somebody who serves this many people in Central Florida, um, something like um, 235,000 people um, in Central Florida um, and a hundred different sites um, I don't know how many programs you all have. I mean, could you even number, name the, the number of programs you all have? No, I, th- I think that, um, you know, we're kind of unique since our founding in 1844, which, you know, we started out as a Bible study. Yeah. Mm. So Sir George Williams uh, founded the YMCA in London, England in 1844 to really give young men uh, a different place to go than probably the places they would choose um, typically to go to. And so today we're in over 120 countries. So it's all over the that, world. That's most of them. Yeah. That's... yeah so 120 countries. It's, um, it's changed a lot. It's kind of kept relevant with the times over that. And so, you know, we really kind of have three pillars, uh, Joel, that we stand on related to the work we do. So uh, the first would be youth development. So we have a big focus on the work we do with kids and youth. And um, we know that's a challenge today. Um, with all the things that um, they are in, introduced to. Healthy living uh, is a big mm-hmm. part of <clears throat> who and what we are. And then social responsibility. Yeah. So playing into for families and individuals who may not be able to afford our programs and services, we take on fundraising and um, philanthropy to try to help um, all 
who walk into a Y that um, need to be served. So um, we're pretty proud of that and our mission of helping people reach their highest potential spirit, mind, and body um, in the work that we do. So I mean, um, we do it in lots of programs, lots of different communities. So to try to say how many programs, there's thousands. We're going to ask. Programs. We're going to. We're going to ask you. What and are some of the samples of those have, programs? I have. I have a classes? list. I have a list, and I would now. I'm going to read all of them. There's, there's 1,620. So sit back. Thank you. That helps me. How did you? I mean, you're almost a lifer in this. In this, were you? Did you belong to the Y as a that kid? Was, this was my question. That's oh, was great. It? Yeah, okay, that's good. From both of us. So <clears throat> I, I, I want us to both take credit for that question. Yes, I feel like of course. <laughs> equally, equally from both of us. He Do you is the captain. Answer? I'm the lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how did how did it all start for you? Well, I have a degree in um, health and wellness and physical education. <clears throat> so I had a passion for um, keeping people active. I mm. guess would be, and I thought teaching and coaching would be the route and. Um, in college, I too discovered the Y. So I did not grow up uh-huh. um, in the Y. I'd been to a Y a couple times as a kid for swim lessons, uh, but um, I found that it really fit, and I saw a career opportunity. And I think I was also attracted to the fact that uh, indeed it was a ministry, and that it um, was really trying to help people at their core and what they needed. And so um, I took a job. I was living in Wisconsin at the time in Houston, Texas with the Y and I was a sports and wellness director and pretty much have been in every position um, since then in my 35 years um, in the Y. That must have been a pretty dramatic weather change for you from Wisconsin to to Texas. It was a very welcomed weather change. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know I was a warm weather person until I moved to Texas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that that actually makes sense. Um, And so then uh, after Texas, you were in Charlotte at one point? Four years in Houston. We ran a big downtown Y, and then we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. I was there 11 years, Mm. and we did, I was involved with three or four Ys in my role there. And then when I came here in 1998, so I've been here now 20 years, we had 16 Ys. We have 27 facility locations, and we're in 70-plus schools right now with our after-school and before-school programs. So we have a lot of um, sites and activities. And Go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking, is the focus still on the – because you have such a menu of of, um, programs and classes that you offer, um, but is the main focus still on the youth? That was my question again. That was a, this is amazing. We, <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? I know. You know, it, from our founding, it started off being more for young men mm-hmm. who were leaving the farms, coming into cities to work in industrial um, communities. And then um, it really became men um, in our dormitory uh, time frame, probably during the just before and after the Depression. Um, then a lot of our focus moved to youth, and f- now I'd say most of our focus is family. Okay. So we, the youth obviously is still a big piece of that, but I think we've begun to realize that um, in order to really positively impact that child, we need to involve the family. Yeah. And so we can have in our any of our wives today anywhere from zero, an infant of age, to a 100-year-old. Yeah. Uh, and, and we think that generational and trying to— keep families together and provide activities that the family can do together is really a positive and relevant thing. So um, youth is without question our focus, but um, we have a lot of family um, 
memberships as well. You can always tell when when a when a mission is getting executed well because I mean it 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 feels like that too. It feel I mean you know, the the whole family dynamic. I mean that it it because uh, I uh, my children have done a, a lot of stuff swimming through the Y and and uh, um, that's where I first became uh, a, a semi professional bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> the people the people listening can't can't yeah, see can't me. Have, Right. The why, He's got his shirt off right the, now. The why is a lot He's of reason that I'm 6'4", 250 pounds uh, with 8% body fat. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I have, uh, but, but gotten to know the why just, you know, through, through being there and, and it, and it feels like that. It feels like it's, you know, the, the, the focus has been towards uh, family. It's not like it's changed and we don't care about kids anymore, but, but the, the fostering of that family environment and those relationships, and it, it really feels that way. Um, we only, we only have uh, uh, one minute until we have to go to break. But what I'd like to do as a tradition is ask you a, a really hard to answer question that you have like ten seconds. Um, when you're, when you're, as the guy who kind of drives the ship, uh, when you're, sorry, somebody just keeps calling. Um, so as the guy who drives the ship, is it something where you you look at what the need in the in the community is, and then uh, and then you say this is programmatically what we're going to do from the top down. Uh, and I really did leave us no time for that. So when we get back, I can't wait to hear the answer to that question. We'll be back in a few minutes here. <laughs> Welcome back to The Bright Side. It's News Radio 102.5 WFLA. And it's the 7 o'clock hour, which means it's Bright Side time. I, I don't think that's going to work. I was going to try a new tagline. It's, ah. it's Bright Side time doesn't, doesn't really <laughs> no. doesn't sound good, does it? I, Probably won't catch one. And now we know. You yep. know so th- this is how we learn. Yes. You, you win or you learn, as they say. <laughs> so we are here with the president of the, of the whole Central Florida YMCA, which means many, many places, many, many programs uh, and uh, services. Uh, Dan Wilcox, it just uh, he runs the thing. And when you're the CEO... You're the executive officer, and you are deciding, you know, what is going to happen. You know, what what what's the mission? Where are we going? I, I asked before the break, how is it that you decide this this is the need in the community that we can uh, best meet, or this is where we can help the most? What goes into that, and 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 what programs do you do? When we look at locations and um, communities, we look at the complete demographic. So we would look at the demographic, which would also include age, socioeconomic. Mm -hmm. We would then look at community needs. And so what things are available. Now, when you say community, let me interrupt here. When you say community, what size are you talking about? Could be a neighborhood. Okay. Could be a a size of 50 to 100,000 population. One that surrounds your site. One that surrounds that location. I got you. So, um, as we look at that, um, then we look at, you know, the age, which may determine. So if it's more active, older adults, then we're going to be leading programmatically with more things for our seniors. Um, if it's very family-oriented, we're going to have a lot of things for um, the whole family at that location. And then we're also going to look at if it's really just more youth-oriented, mm-hmm. then we may have um, more things geared to that. So then we would build our programs and facilities. So we might have more pools and fields okay. at a particular so, location okay. that's more youth-oriented. Okay. In an older community, we might look at more uh, classrooms and more activity okay. and more places where people can gather and connect um, Great. in a community. So, yeah, we, we look at, but because we've been around for such a long time, is we also know, you know some of those core things that we do <laughs> are um, very important. So aerobic classes and 
exercise equipment in the gymnasium yeah. and teaching swimming to not only infants, but to adults mm-hmm. who have a fear of the water. <clears throat> and so we know a lot of our core uh, types of things that we do. So. You know, when I was growing up, I, I um, in, in Shelby, Ohio, I'm not even sure I remember the y, where the Y building was, but the Y would sponsor uh, programs throughout the community. Uh, they'd sponsor a basketball league at an elementary school, or they'd sponsor a YMCA dance um, and for middle schoolers, which was always hilarious, yeah, because the boys were on one almost, side and the girls were on one, the other side. Cruel, yeah, I know. And it's like <laughs> nobody wanted to ask anybody to dance, um, and uh, but you can couldn't quite uh, take your eye on the off the other side. But but that was a YMCA, and 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 they were creating an environment for healthy d- development, you know. Right. And and that was that was just so great, and, but but it was never advertising the why or you know um, it was it was always about the town. It was always about we want to create a healthy community. So that, I was always thankful for that. Yeah, I think that if we look at kind of our purpose and who Hawaii is, is we're at our best when we're convening the community, mm-hmm. when we're bringing people together. And too many parts of our lives now is we're being pulled <clears throat> apart, mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, we think we can help foster all ideas and all thoughts and all faiths and all political yeah. ideologies yeah. under one safe, Good. secure kind of a thing. So we still, Joel, do a lot of those kinds of activities. We may do them outside of our buildings. We do them inside uh-huh. of our buildings. You know, Currently, we have 11 churches that are um, really at our locations. Uh-huh. Meet so your, within yeah. that, they're doing worship services on Sunday until they can maybe get enough capital to go build a church, or they may stay um, in the Y. It's great for our members. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then many of those ministers provide chaplain hours uh, <laughs> no. to our, where most of our locations are open about 100 hours a week. Wow. And so they may do two or four hours um, in a week. And so if somebody wants to just talk to a minister or somebody of faith, they have that opportunity. And it's, it's, it's safe. Yeah. Right. And they may not be actively involved in their own church or a community. Um, and this gives them, you know, that opportunity. So, you have, so we think we're that vehicle. Do you have, uh, when you, when you look at the, across at the programs that you offer, what are the, some of the most popular programs uh, that you offer? Well, I think a couple is, so your, our health and wellness would probably be the number one. And so, um, so right work, now we're fighting, damage. we're fighting, Big issues with children with obesity and not getting enough mm. activity levels. So mm-hmm. yeah. we're somewhat afraid to have our kids out running around in parks and communities. Mm-hmm. And our kids would rather be on technology devices mm-hmm. in many cases. And in our schools, sometimes there's not enough time to do the PE and the activities yeah. and the recess. So we're big advocates for that. We certainly <clears throat> see the same thing with our adults. Mm-hmm. So pushing that. So I'd say that we number one. And then our youth programming. So a lot of that would be in our youth sports, and a lot of that would be in our um, aquatics. But right now we're running 41 summer camps. Golly. So we will have kids running, and some are in Y, some are in schools. One is in a resident camp, mm. which is an overnight first-time experience. So we, we think— um, what, what age is that, the overnight? It's, elementary school kids? Yeah, it's about eight, year, eight years to— well, actually, the 
counselors are mostly college age uh-huh. kids. Yeah. So it gives them an experience in leadership. So yeah. it's really a great um, training and leadership for college kids um, to work on in the summer and teaches them how to care for children mm-hmm. and kids with a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I wanted to ask you is, is you and you mentioned it briefly earlier, that if you uh, ever turn on the radio or television, basically, unless you walk around with your eyes closed and your fingers in your ears, you will, you will notice this just increasingly hostile, no middle ground, this polarized, uh, angry, the loudest voices, angriest voices are the ones that get, you know, all of the bandwidth. And, um, do you find that it's, it's, it's hard to dodge all that and stay apolitical? Is it something that's pretty easy? Cause that's been the wise wheelhouse forever. I mean, how do you handle that? Cause I imagine you've got people that are you know, political candidates that want to use the why for something or other. And, and uh, um, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that we can be a place that um, teaches civility and that mm-hmm. we could bring back, um, we, we can uh, disagree about mm-hmm. what it is we believe. And that's kind of what the flag is really stand for mm-hmm. and represents. But at the same time, can we do that in a fashion that we don't get hostile or angry with one another. No, we don't completely dodge it. You know, I have to have two different news stations up on cable news. Oh, so it, yeah. It covers oh, yeah. both I, sides. In the workout if, room, yeah. It becomes one that somebody might feel put out. Uh-huh. Um, you know, fortunately today, a lot of exercise equipment has the TVs built in, so mm. people yeah. can control <laughs> what it is they watch. But if you have a bank of TVs, yeah. you have to <clears throat> understand you might have to have options yeah. for people to... Uh, plug into. Um, we, we try to keep that as much as we can to a minimum. Um, you know, politically, we're not a political organization. We're here for everyone. That's our mission. John three seventeen twenty one is that they all may be one is our mission. So we think there's a place for everyone coming into um, our facility. You know, for the most part, from the political aspect, um, we're pretty well respected by our local politicians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are not... Um, trying to use the why one way or another. And, and typically, thankfully, don't put us in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Very often because, um, you know, we're, we're here for the community. And so um, we want to be, but we, we become voting um, places in right. some of our locations oh, yeah. on election days. So yeah. we try to help out um, where we can. Yeah. Mm. I, I, let me piggyback on something Joel said. Um, uh, the younger Joel, this is the older Joel, this is the really old Joel. <laughs> Um, and when, this is the baby Joel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just came in. Um, when it comes to programming, um, do, do, do people come to you and, and say, you know, I'd like to teach a yoga class or I'd like to um, teach a sewing class? <laughs> we, we, we talked about Joel just is trying to sew a... Uh, Yesterday was National Sewing Machine Day. Yes, That's a it true was. story. Yes, yeah. it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. And uh, so so do, do, do people um, um, apply to have a program at the Y? Does all of it come from the staff? How does that work? How do all of the programs get built? Yeah, the pr- program, so if you're talking about like the aerobic classes, I mm-hmm. think you just gave a good example of is we would obviously look at what's popular, what's what what people are asking for, we would try to accommodate that. Yes, in many cases, you know, a member who's taking a class or a program may say, I have an interest in teaching. Mm-hmm. 
that. And then we would have a certification process mm -hmm. for them um, to go through to be properly um, trained to do that kind of work. I got gotcha. you. And so, and so basically it's, it's just, just as you contextualize the program I and mean, the type of programs that you offer, you all, you also contextualize the leadership and the, and, and you, you at least have um, a way that the community can participate in leadership as well as just taking the, the classes. Yeah. In fact, I think Joel, the wise certainly known for that. We have um, just about 25,000 volunteers. Wow. That that's a lot. lot. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's awesome. 10,000 of those are donors uh -huh. who provide funding, uh -huh. but we do a lot of committee work. We have a lot of youth sports coaches, which are all volunteers. Yeah. And I think the Y's been really highly regarded in the fact that it's taught a lot of people how to lead. Yeah. And so they might chair a committee, they might chair a fundraising campaign, they might chair the board mm -hmm. and is provide puts them in leadership uh, opportunities that helps them do other things in the community. All right. So we got to go to a break and then we're going to come back. Uh, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to unravel the mystery. What does YMCA stand for? No, oh, I already no, told you. I know. I'm just ah, come on. You're joke. killing we'll me. In a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to The Bright Side, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Yes. And this is it's the final segment. Oh, man. And now, now the, the time, time has come. <laughs> is that how it is? The final curtain. <laughs> we have with us today the, the president, CEO of the whole Central Florida YMCA, which, which isn't uh, uh, like uh, there's the YMCA. That's it right there. There's uh, tw 27 locations. Uh, and uh, and a billion volunteers. It's it's the whole thing. It's it's incredible. Um, so we were talking before the break. Oh, and I just want to clarify: if anyone was listening before the break, I do know what YMCA stands for. <laughs> he was uh, he was gigging me. Was, that was a joke. he does that all the time. Uh, it was uh, I was I was then we had to cut to commercial. I was like, oh, I wonder if everyone thinks I really don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so because it stands for yeah. <laughs> So we were talking before the break about the uh, the different programs, and so we talked about some of the big ones. What are there? I know with a thousand, you know, a couple thousand of them, I'm sure there are some uh, some unique ones. What are what are some of the, you know, is it spear fishing? What what's the what's the unique stuff? Um, yeah, I think the um, you know sometimes we tend to focus on the bigger program aspects that we do more the traditional, but we have a teen achievers program that. Um, is preparing kids for college. And it's kind of focused on kids and families who may not have, they may be first generation collegiate students. And we take them on college tours. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the year in preparation for the college tour, we try to put people in careers in front of them, mm -hmm. volunteers, mentors, mm -hmm. and they share with them what their career is. So they have some idea of when they go to college, if they go to college, what they might want to do. And so we have been running that program for many years. Uh, and typically 100% of the kids, when we finish that tour, are accepted into wow. a university. That's Jeez. awesome. So That's we're really... pretty proud of That's... that. And it, it's pretty one-on-one. -on -one. It's pretty uh, intensive. But we have great volunteers who actually chaperone two or three buses at a time of kids going on a college trip, which is a, a difficult job yeah. uh, for yeah. a four- or five-day period with all those kids. We have a... A links to learning program. It's a golf initiative focused on um, two 
really fragile communities are South Orlando wide next to Oak Ridge High School. Uh-huh. It's really where the Oak Ridge High School golf team practices. So mm. we have a golf facility yeah. uh, in our Tangelo Park. YMCA has a golf facility that we run program. And at the same time, uniquely, we have a tech center in both that Lockheed Martin had donated. And we have went in and um, we run a mentoring program and a homework program. So the kids do homework. They have the golf program. They can do basketball. And so we have a continuum of things for them to do after school. Pretty nice program. That's 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 like a... Very. That's a elite fancy stuff. You know, this is this is the 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 golfing and tech center. I mean, like it's I really, know, that's really, I know. That's, that's great. Really so it's a it's a nice um, program. You know, we have a a chef and nutritionist on staff, and so we have little mobile teaching kitchens that we can go to many of our locations and help people understand what to buy and then also how to prepare it. Mm-hmm. And because he's a nutritionist, but he's also a chef, he'll make it look good and taste good mm. um, at the t- same time. So. Um, it's a pretty good, um, it's a great program. You know, we have a director of Christian initiatives. There aren't a lot of wise that have that, that really try to help us partner with our faith community uh, to make sure that uh, we're reaching families. And all of us at times struggle to work outside the four walls because we get focused on what's going on inside of our own. And so this gives us um, that opportunity uh, we have a Safe Start program, uh, an infant swim uh, behavior modification program that is taking infants and teaching them to be safe in the water. Mm-hmm. So it teaches them to roll over. It's a behavior modification uh, program. It's uh, five days a week for 10 minutes for six weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a big commitment on families. But you know, we have well over um, 60 letters of documented saves in the 15 years or so that we have run the program. It is wow. magic. That's 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 actually what brought me back to the Y after, you know, after my Schwarzeneggerian days in uh, in med school uh, <laughs> was that was the safe start because it was for for both of my kids and it is it's it's incredible. I mean, it is uh those those people are are so uh brilliant and and Dr. Harvey became a family friend and uh like we yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, we, uh, he takes us uh, on these diving trips and he's, he's a really, he's a really good guy, but he, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like it would work. Uh, uh, and that's why he's the guy who invented it and not me. Uh, but it, it really does. You take this kid and they're young, young. I mean, you can do it. I mean, I think it starts, it starts at, at six months, six months old. Six months. Um, good heavens. and, uh, I will say this, uh, challenging as a parent to watch, oh, uh, boy. cause you're, uh, I did fine with Luke's, <clears throat> but then with Lena, yeah, because you know, she's your girl, and then she's like, "Oh, please!" And I was like, "Oh, guys, I'm diving in the water <laughs> in my full suit, you know, got my cummerbund wet." It's, I hate it when that it happens. It's really, yeah. I hate that when it happens. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something. But anyway, yeah, that that program alone is one of those ones that just makes when you have all these different programs, the 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 individual stories can get lost in the mix, but it's just incredible. The individual stories are powerful. And when we have um, an infant drowning in a community, it it, it, it affects the whole community. Yeah. It's not just the family who's dealing with it, that there's um, a sense of loss. So yeah. you know, we've also been very blessed with uh, great philanthropy and support in our community mm. from many um, entities. But um, you know, we have maybe one of the most unique partnerships in the in the YMCA country with our Dr. Phillips charities relationship. Mm -hmm. And they've provided over 
$45 million of um, support to our organization over 30 years. And so, you know, their work not only with the Y, but the whole community is really a big reason why our Y, along with all the volunteers um, and the donors and um, I guess all the thoughts and prayers, you know, for our youth and our family and to keep them safe is really an, an important aspect of what we do. Yeah. So in closing, if, if somebody's listening and they're like, hey, this YMCA, that sounds like neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they're the type of person that says neat stuff. It, would you have that? Is, uh, do, they, do you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. You do? All right. <laughs> uh, what, is it, it uh, I, mean, I was going to guess, but I don't want to be wrong. Is it, is it YMCA.com? Yeah. yeah. It's good you guys got that one. <laughs> You've been around for Actually, a it's uh, CFYMCA.org. CFYMCA.org. Okay. Uh, and so, th- hey, thank you so much for being here today. This was really, it was yeah. really, really fascinating. Yeah, it really is good. Um, and uh, thank you guys. Thanks for what you're for, doing in the community. Uh, well, thank you. And, and everyone, thank I thank you. Thank you. I want to thank, thank the whole world. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you next time on The Bright Side. <laughs>